Hello, 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 and welcome back. It is Wednesday. It's a powerful Wednesday. It's Action Wednesday, Joe, and it is another mm. episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast, where a couple of no-name dudes, one from north of the border, one from south, try to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium-level electrical service. I said no names as a bit of a joke, but really, I'm the pleasant peasant, and you, sir, are the sales bot, also known as Gratitude. <laughs> Mr. Joseph Lucani, how are you doing today, brother? Man, it's been a great day. It really I has. Been. It's one of those things where like, you ever started a day where you wake up and you have two directions? It's either I can go back to bed or I could just get up and get it. Mm. I chose the latter and it has just been great. Damn it. It's been great. I ended up hitting the 75E challenge. I did legs today. So my legs are like trembling throughout the majority of the day. Um, had my moments of prayer. I had all this good stuff in the right direction. And I feel like I was set to take on the day before 7 a.m. I chose the former. I was mad <laughs> even when you said that. Why? Because I'm on the negative side. I'm trying to drag you down with me, homie. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that to you. But I did wake up sort of on the wrong side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. I forgot I booked a meeting early for our team this morning. Mm-hmm. And then I, I stayed in bed a little bit longer, two dogs cuddling me. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, I could chill for another 10 or 15 and just do my grace mm-hmm. a little bit longer. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, it's six 30. I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got a meeting at seven. <laughs> Damn it. So mm-hmm. totally gapped out, totally gapped out. I got to tell you something about this little chat though. Sure. Go for it. Yesterday was the first time I got on a call with someone might've been Monday actually where they said, I asked them if they listen to the podcast often. And they're like, you know what? I tried once. I got a few minutes in, but you guys were just shooting the shit. So I left. (laughs) 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 That's the first time that's happened. So if you're with us engaging live right now, I need you to help me with a quick vote. If you're live in the Electropreneur Secrets Facebook group, then tell us, do you want more bullshitting or less bullshitting and, and just more straight to the facts? We'll adjust. We can adjust. Mm-hmm. Anyway. At the end of the day, we're here to serve. Um, obviously, we, we enjoy our time together. I get to talk to my best friend and, and a partner on a regular basis. I'm a happy man anytime I have the opportunity to BS with you, man. Likewise. Hey, man, living live a passion here. Definitely a bit of a passion project mixed with really, really helping people. As per one of our listeners who I mentioned yesterday and I didn't have the number down, it was $14,300 sale. Um, and that was his mid or, or high tier take. But either mm-hmm. way, it was this full, beautiful message from our friend Bailey who said, hey, you guys truly give away too much. I don't know how you do this, but thank you so much. And I got to have a little meeting with Bailey yesterday. I'm super appreciative of everyone who just takes action on this stuff and starts uh, starts seeing the wins because you're the heroes. We're just offering a little bit of guidance, helping any way we can. Yeah. No one ever thinks the GPS. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, when you say I'm getting in the car and I'm going somewhere, you don't say the GPS got you there, but it made mm. it a hell of a lot easier to do so than going blind and going back in the 90s and taking MapQuest. You know what I mean? So like, I get it. I understand where we're coming from. And Bailey, I respect you, brother. I'm really glad that you had some success as well as everyone else in the background that's listening, took something away and was able to make some wins out of it. Yeah, man. Totally. All right, so throw up a comment. Do you want us to bullshit more or less about our personal things? We try to have a little bit of a laugh and a a smile or two before we get going. Joe, today I named the episode, and I called it Fail Safe Electrical Biz. Do you know Mm -hmm. why? Well, I'm open to learning about it, but I do believe that what we do and what we teach creates a fail-safe business when properly implemented. 
that's that's a good take on it, man. I'm going to lead right into that. From the project, from the industrial background, and in a lot of industrial facilities, you have what we call an ESD loop, a fail-safe emergency shutdown loop, so that, hey, in, in the case of an emergency, we hit a button that's going to break contact in that loop and ultimately shut down every process to make this place immediately safe. In mm-hmm. case of a gas leak, in case of you know any situation, a human uh, personnel emergency, here's how I want to relate that into your business. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we have that in your business? Shouldn't we know that we've got a string that serves us and making sure that this is a fail-safe operation? And if we're speaking specifically to a residential service company, then I believe this ties in perfectly with the quote anxiety, with Mm -hmm. answering to value price objections, with knowing how to answer your phone and create that before value so that you know for sure you can get to at least, you know, the 80, 90% of the doors that call you and be able to finish up and present your value and be able to have that reasonable, even a 70 to 80% conversion. So long as you can keep calls coming in, make sure you can get to the door, make sure that you can present as that service provider they want to hire, make sure that you can present options that, that, that would actually serve the client, and then make sure that you know how to do the exchange and take care of the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Can we try to fit that all in one podcast uh, podcast episode? It'd be tight, but I'm willing to take a crack at it. <laughs> okay. Here's what inspired me. I think just this morning when I dropped in on class, this topic came up and it comes up time to time. We've talked about it before. Let's hit it again. Mm-hmm. If someone's phoning my electrical business service call, but they're tire kicking on the phone, you mentioned a really important story that I liked this morning mm-hmm. about a time where you were tire kicking on the phone trying to investigate the competition. Would you please share that to start us off? Yes, I would love to. So when we were first starting my business, I was 22 years old. Like, you know, I knew electric, but I didn't know anything really about running a business. So like you always say with the race to the bottom, I'm just going to try and do it a little bit cheaper than someone else. So what we did was I was, I remember sitting in my house trying to look up on the computer, all the people in our area. And I was making calls and saying, Hey, I'm getting a quote for a generator and I'm just trying to get like a ballpark estimate of what, what you guys might be at so I know how to proceed. And a lot of times people would just be like, yeah, we're about this. And they would just give me a range with not, no name, no where are you located, no what are you looking to do, nothing. Just yeah, it's about this much. You're looking for an automatic? Go. And just a brief time out to say, obviously, that's not the way to proceed if you're running your company, running your phones. Please do not yes. give them a price over the phone. Continue, yes. my brother. 100%. So what I found was that when I was asked certain questions, it caused me to pause. And the questions weren't actually ones that you'd think would cause you to stumble. And what it was, was what's your name? What's your number? Where are you located? And I remember if I gave more than one bit of information, I felt like I was really under the microscope and that someone would actually continue to call me or knock on my door. And I didn't want to do that because I had my service van in the driveway. I didn't want that. I didn't want it. I could see that. Just trying to investigate price here. Leave me alone. I don't want to tell you my stuff. So the thing was, is I actually had a situation like that happen where eventually I gave the guy my number and he just kept calling and calling and calling until I eventually was like, hey, man, I went with someone else. I got a cheaper price. Sorry. The thing that really threw me, though, was that when you actually do the research into why, 
It's that when you give your name, your number, and your address, you are putting your hand up saying, I'm a real person. This is the, I'm not a robot button. I'm actually trying to get information. And once you give it, the momentum starts to swing to, well, I've already given you all my information. Yeah, you want to come out? Fine, just come out. Compared to, I haven't given you the information. I want a ballpark. If you don't give it to me, I've got the control. I can hang up the phone right now. So such a slight tweak not only helps you do better service, but actually starts actually qualifying your content or qualifying your customer before they even realize it. A tire kicker will not give you this information or if nothing else, even, even an autistic individual who doesn't pick up on social cues will realize that people are starting to judge you or ask and be like, um, something's not smelling right in this call. All right. Awesome, man. Huge value right there. So already in this single podcast, we've been able to answer to the first potential stumbling block in your service electrical biz where people call and they're tire kicking and want to price over the phone. What's going to happen next? There's no price low enough that you could say, oh boy, where, where they would actually say to you, oh boy, you better get over here now and do this. I got to mm-hmm. catch this price. That will never happen. You know it. I know it. Joe knows it. Mm-hmm. So we got to overcome that and those simple questions that are in your CRM anyways. If you'll just get back to the script, if you'll just get back to how do or what information do I need to collect from this person, you'll begin to weed out those tire kickers already. Mm-hmm. Everyone on board here? Aye. Aye. Okay. So the next challenge is honestly, I mean, let's go through the process just at a high level and find that challenge. Are we going to have trouble getting to the door? Well, Probably not. They're expecting us now, right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to have trouble getting an invite into the house. Well, probably not. They're expecting us to come in and look now, Mm -hmm. right? Let's avoid even talking about going to the panel first. Let's just focus on the real stumbling blocks here that could absolutely destroy your conversions and or ability to have a fail safe electrical biz. Okay. I'm all ears. Calls can come in and I can get into the house. Then I'm up. Process one check. Mm Mm-hmm developing options and what we're answering to here really is can i create a situation where this client chooses me 80 percent of the time assuming i've qualified them Mm -hmm. do you see it that way this is almost like bumpers we've described it like that before it's like bowling with bumpers up we know what we're trying to do we know what we're trying to accomplish i don't know how many pins i'm going to knock down but with the bumpers up i'm not going to get through there and knock some down go ahead brother yeah No, I actually love that example. And I think what we're doing is pretty much reverse engineering it at this point. Yeah. Because we've realized, and granted, when you said like, let's even forget about going to the panel at the front door that like, ugh, cause a cringe moment because I feel like that's a huge value add right there. Yeah. But for the sake of the exercise, understand where you're coming from. Now, when it comes to the option design, I feel like that's adding such a level of value and distinction because the average contractor doesn't even present in person. Then in addition to that, they usually only only offer one bottom option. Maybe the best of them are offering good, better, best, but they're presenting it from the bottom up. When we can learn how to design options that not only focus on the immediate thing they called me for, it connects to say what else is directly related to what you called me for, acknowledging what's already good in the home and then being able to directly tie the what else we found. Mm-hmm. Now we're creating a situation to where we're able to emotionally engage with the customer on a relevant finding 
that improves their quality of life, their convenience, or their safety. At that point, very few people will say, no, I don't value quality. No, I don't value reliability. No, I don't value safety. If nothing else, you've earned the right to them to turn their ear to you. And if you have someone willing to listen, and you've already been someone they like, trust, and respect, this is your job to lose at this point, isn't it? 100%. 100%. By creating those options, obviously, just to summarize that, you're creating a greater potential for anyone who you've qualified to work with you. Mm-hmm. So the challenge just is, at this point, can I create options? Three to six, even. Let's back it up again. I'm going to violate our own concerns here and saying like, yeah, we want you to do six, but even three to six, like options. I'm going to commit to options and I'm going to commit to presenting in person. Mm -hmm. Are we a more fail-safe operation at this point? The thing you just said there was huge. Okay. Guys, I'm going to put up, like, if there was a way I can hold up a neon sign and I'm flashing, like, I'm I'm like the wacky waving arms guy, like, picture me like this right now. Present in person. It has to be that way. And if I could just touch on the why, if that's okay. Please, jump in, man. So anytime you guys send an emailed quote over, what you're saying to the customer subconsciously is either A, this conversation isn't worth my time. You either take it or you don't. B, it assumes that the customer has just as much knowledge electrically as you do and that they should know everything that's in this breakdown you just sent them over. And three, it shows how little you actually care about getting this job. An expression that came to my attention when I, when I was learning this was, if I'm not even willing to show up to get the money, would I be willing to show up when it's a warranty call and I need to give you the money? Mm, deep thought. Mm-hmm. And really the odds good. are, what are you telling to the customer at this point? If I won't even do this, I'm just going to send you an email and wait. You won't be able to handle objections. You won't be able to pick up on their articulations. You won't be able to pick up on their body language, their tonality, the in-person effects. There's so much being missed by not being in person. To go back to the ESD loop and this fail-safe industrial operation, that's Mm -hmm. the equivalent of going back to your office off location and running a remote shutdown switch with no understanding of what's actually happening on site. Mm Mm-hmm. You have no information. How can we collect or make any decisions at that point? And from as far as I can tell, in building this fail-safe operation, every business has the same single standard that has to be met. Mm -hmm. The person running the business has to be a professional that believes in their business. And they need to be able to go and articulate that to a customer or a prospect, right? Like think about networking, think about marketing, think about your offer. If you Mm -hmm. don't believe in it, why would they? If you see someone who believes in their offer, truly believes, I mean, you've spoken to someone, think about today's age. We don't go political very often, but have you ever talked to someone with a strong belief in a principle that you disagreed with? How frustrating is that conversation? It is. And it takes a lot to get under my skin. I mean, you've seen me in some very unusual conversations, but the goal is, is that it doesn't matter what the other person says, as long as you're willing to not be tied to the outcome. What I mean by, what I mean by that is when someone has an opposition, it's not you versus them. It's you and them versus the problem. And if you can always get on the right side of the line with the client, you'll find that a lot of these arguments 
can start to dissipate very quickly simply by you saying, I understand. I'm going to acknowledge what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reframe what I'm saying so that it's lying parallel to what you're talking about. And then I'm going to make my case again. Nailed it. And you just tied us right into the next piece, which I believe is that value price objection, mm-hmm. the articulation of that objection handle and understanding your value and being confident and being able to speak to it with the level of conviction that we just described. Like when someone truly believes something, right? I'm talking about like, try and talk a Christian out of Christianity here. That's how much you need to believe in your cause. Mm-hmm. That's how much your why needs to be the forefront of your operation. If you don't believe in it that much and you start losing debates about whether you're valuable or not, isn't that a massive red flag? Mm-hmm. So we've assumed you can take a lead, know how to get to their house. We've now had the ability to create options and create a presentation where you can speak to what the needs are and that you can articulate the value as the owner and or representative of this company to the the ceiling, to the absolute ceiling of what you believe it is. Mm-hmm. If you could do all of that and we missed something so far, but it's important. And this really is a before or after wherever you want to put it. You got to be able to believe in that price. If you ran the pricing exercise and then you went to the door and built your options out of anything less than your service rate, I'm sorry, my friend, but that reflects your confidence in your value and it reflects your uh, fail safe electrical biz operation. Does that make sense, Joe? It really does. And I feel like a lot of times we will face price objections. No matter what you do, if you're a premium service provider, you're obviously going to come in, I mean, one and a half times, two times, three times. I mean, there have been times I've been as much as five times more than my competition. It's not fun being in that circumstance, but at the same time, there was never a moment where I didn't believe I was worth it. And the moment that you're willing to lower the price, even prior to getting the objection, that shows... I didn't believe that I'm worth this or the fear of rejection is so great that preemptively I'm going to lower it just on the chance that I can avoid this confrontation. 100%. All that's left here, guys, really crushing all of this value into a single episode is the after value. And if you don't realize yet, we're hinting back to a, a value piece that we gave away with this value price objection handle. And it's the before, during, and after value. And we've just touched on that. Where before you spoke to a real person trained in getting to the root cause and helping you get solutions to your problem. Getting a real master electrician to the door to to help you with that during value and provide everything that has gone into the um, value offer that we have and that we articulate. And now the after value meaning after you choose one of our options, when you fall into the 80% as a new client to service loop electrical, we're also going to take care of you after by communicating further at different touch points to also address other things we found in your home that you did not correct yet to also offer you club memberships with advanced VIP level service to also talk to you when we're in your neighborhood to also service your neighbors and make sure that everyone around you has that same level of service. 
What that implies then is that we're not just looking at new leads all the time. We're also serving the old leads over and over and over. And that, my friends, in 20 minutes flat with three minutes of us bullshitting, as some people can't tolerate, (laughs) is how you create a fail-safe electrical biz. The question is, are you doing it? Do you have those simple processes in order? Cut through all the shit, all the fat, and just answer that. Is that a mic drop moment? I'm sitting here just, for those who can't see me right now, (laughs) I am just beaming, beaming with pride for my partner because everything you just said was literally hot mic. Thank you, man. Hey, I'm a 30,000 foot view guy. And and today, this morning, it just kind of hit me in that way. And what we're talking about this week is perfectly relevant because it fits right in the middle. Why do I have anxiety over my pricing and my offer? Why am I having trouble overcoming that? Why don't I believe in my pricing? Why won't I deliver in person? Why do I email it over? These are all questions. Why do I keep giving a price over the phone? Why, when people ask for a price over the phone, can't I get to them? Why, when I found my price, am I uh, discounting it at all? And why, when we're done serving someone who's proven to be our customer, is that the last time that we talk to them? Those are all valuable and heavy questions, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And if you just solved those five, six whys, what would be your problem then? Keeping up with the work? <laughs> yeah. Keeping up with the work. Getting more staff to do the work. Keeping up with all the happy customers that you have. Prioritizing club members and intent mm-hmm. behind the sale. Henry's with us. Thank you, Henry, for the vulnerability. Henry says, ask for the sales one I struggle with. Definitely, brother. There's work to do. You can do it, though. We believe in you. We've got tons of value for you, Henry, and anyone who's willing to get vulnerable, hold that mirror up and just ask themselves those questions. Where are Mm -hmm. we stuck and why? And if you know what? If you didn't quite figure it out yet, then put this episode on repeat. Listen to it again, and I bet you that'll help. Joe, as a base action today, I want you guys to consider that. Listen to this one again. I'm going to save it as one of our favorites that I'm going to be Mm -hmm. sharing going forward because we just simplified service electrical. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very valuable. I do feel that. If, you know what, we've actually got a few value pieces. So if you felt like you wanted help at any one of these steps, all you have to do is comment on this podcast at the service that you're listening to it or on our Facebook group or on any of our posts today. At what point did you need help? Was it in your brighter day call process and getting through those price objections? Is it the value price objection handle and getting your pricing across? Is it the pricing tool? I'll give you anything you want that we talked about today. You just have to put your hand up and, and let us know. Do you have yeah, an all-star yeah. mind, Joe? I feel like yes. I'm, I'm steamrolling this thing. No, no, no. I, I First off, I love the fact that those are the three value pieces because normally give away one and now we're giving three times the value. I'm down with that. Give it away. Now, I do have an all-star action. All right. Okay. The all-star action is more of a, a beatdown of one particular point that I mean very seriously. Okay. And that is I feel that people are hiding from being in person because we're so afraid of the rejection. There is actually a concept of Bushido that I want to apply to this. Okay. There's a concept that in Bushido, you believe that you're already dead. Therefore, the enemy has no power over you because someone who's afraid of death will rush in and will surely die. Whereas someone walks in accepting they're already dead, 
and they'll surely win. What I'm trying to say and how I'm making this a parallel is if you go into the call and you assume that you have to do in person one way or the other, and that they're already going to give you a price objection, but you're choosing to face it anyway, Mm -hmm. you will find that that confidence and that fearlessness prevents the objection in the first place. I like that a lot. It immediately makes me think I'm going to assume the price objection on every single job instead of Mm. waiting for it to sneak up on me. And what does that mean about your training? What does that mean about your process? What does that mean about how you prepare for that situation? As you always say with your favorite Arnold Palmer quote. (laughs) Yep. If you didn't bring it with you, you won't find it here. Man, absolute fire. Guys, if you love this episode, let us know. Leave us a review where you heard it first. We cannot wait to join you again for tomorrow's episode Thursday as we continue this chat. Fail safing your electrical biz, hooking you up with the value pieces you need to make a good go at it and seeing you succeed at the highest level as you serve your clients at that level as well. This has been episode 200, Joe. You didn't even celebrate that. That's a two double oh I love that. Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast, where we keep showing up to help you master your sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. Let's keep rocking it. You guys got this. We believe in you. Let's go. Y'all have a wonderful day. Can't wait to see you soon.